Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share a journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journey so they can let go and make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener to One of a Kind You, welcome back. I am so excited that you are here to join me for another episode. If you are a new listener, Welcome, welcome. I'm equally excited to have you here and thank you so much for taking a chance and stopping by to see what this podcast is all about. If you are a regular listener, then you know that the way this podcast typically works is that I share a journal entry of my past self and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I knew then in the thick of the struggle. So today we're going to just dive right in. For today's journal entry, it goes back to May 24th of 2016. And to write, this morning's reading in Journey to the Heart was about rituals and how they connect us to our faith. The example was about her lost keys and how a priest did a chant to St. Anthony for help. She asked questions, what rituals do you have? And others, I don't have rituals. I'm learning to have faith, but rarely rely on it during times of need. I just suffer through. I typically find... I don't typically find joy in things, in life, or have it in a general sense. In many ways, I feel like I suffer through. I want to change my outlook. I want to be a joyous person that has a positive state of mind. I took one important thing away from my meditation this morning to look for the positive in adversity. For me, this is so important. I always look at the negative, what I don't have, what I can't obtain, what I wasn't recognized or acknowledged for, what I wasn't selected for. I always consider myself to be the problem, even though I know it isn't true. I think in addition to what I'm grateful for, I need to write three positive things about myself, what I did or what happened in the day. So I have rituals now and... I didn't back then, although I was starting to create them, so and didn't realize that I was creating them. And so I had, I actually had two rituals at that point. I had my reading the book that I mentioned with the daily meditations or um, affirmations, and then also meditating every day. And I didn't realize that those were rituals. Um, you know, I was like, oh, that's like, um, you know, trying to establish a morning routine or whatever. And so those were really um, pivotal in that moment. And I still have those same same two rituals all these years later um, because they're really great in helping in helping to check in um, and, and recenter. And so at that point, I was really having a hard time with the recentering piece because I would just let my wheels spin and spin and spin and spin and spin. So I was way too much in my head and not enough in my heart to be able to recognize um, that I wasn't really just suffering through. I actually was more joyful than I thought. And the reason I felt like I was suffering through day in and day out was because um, I was so focused on the negative. You know, I mentioned that I you know, just always looked at the negative. I felt like I always was focused on what I didn't have, what I couldn't obtain, what I wasn't recognized or acknowledged for, what I wasn't selected for. And I just always considered myself the problem, even though I knew that wasn't true. And so because I was so focused on that and I was so much in my head about that, I couldn't see the joy in life that I had. And so now looking back, um, it, it makes me sad um, when I see pictures of my girls because I feel like on some level I missed out in those moments because I was so focused on 
the negativity. I was so focused on the lack and I didn't see really all that I had. I didn't see um, the joy in those small moments with my kids. And so because I was always focused on the negative, I so often wished time away and, and couldn't just be present in the moment. And, and that was really hard um, because I, because I was so focused on the negative, I, um, I really just, it, it felt like a constant struggle and it didn't allow me to really show up as myself. It didn't allow me to show up from a place of love. It didn't sh- allow me to show up from a place of being happy and grateful in the moment um, it, it made me feel like there was never enough. Like I just, no matter what I did, I, I couldn't do enough. And that was for myself, for my kids, for my husband, for just life in general. Um, it was just never, ever, ever, ever enough. And there are times that this still shows up in life. And so um, yesterday, for instance, I was driving my kids home from school and we were talking about going Black Friday shopping. Now, I absolutely hate Black Friday shopping and I don't really love shopping on the day-to-day either. So to do shopping and make it a Black Friday, ugh. But um, for the past two years, my daughters have gone Black Friday shopping with their aunt who absolutely loves shopping. She can't get enough of it and she like literally counts down the days to Black Friday shopping. She loves it so much. And, um, but this year it's not going to work out for her to take my kids. So I said, that's okay. I'm going to channel my sister-in-law. I'm going to put my game face on. I'm going to take my kids Black Friday shopping. We're going to get a hotel close to the mall so we don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning and we're just going to make a fun time of it. And so, um, the feeling of not enough started to kick back in because, um, I said to them, you know, we could invite this friend and her mom to come with us. Well, that wasn't sufficient for my younger daughter because then she felt like she wasn't going to have anyone to pal around with. So my older daughter assured her that we would include her, but I understood where my younger daughter was coming from. And then I suggested, um, that we take my nieces. And so that still wasn't sufficient for a hundred percent for a few reasons. And so then my older daughter made this really horrible comment to my younger about how basically she ruins everything. And I just, you could feel the tension. You could cut it with a knife in the car driving home. And I started to get so angry. It took every ounce of self-control that I had not to just completely lose my mind on both of them. Because I started to tell myself that story again that I told myself way back in May of 2016 of not being enough and, and everything just being negative. And so I had to really check myself, but I got home and I even, you know, pouted to my husband a little bit and was like, you know, I'm trying to make this fun for them, but they told me it's not going to be as fun because it's not with their aunt and it's with me. And so there was the first ding, ding, ding of like, I'm not enough. Cause like, if it's, why can't it be fun with me too? I'm a fun person. And then, you know, it was this feeling of not being enough because I, I made a suggestion to try to make it fun since it wasn't going to be fun. And that still wasn't good enough. And then it just was this feeling of being unappreciative, being unappreciated and, um, and feeling like there wasn't gratitude for the effort that I made. And so, um, yeah, so it was just, you know, not the way that I wanted to start our Thanksgiving break. And I had to, I had my moment. I let myself have my moment because that's the other thing I've learned is that if you try and try to minimize it or don't allow yourself to process through, 
then it will just rear up and pop its ugly head up again. And so it's important to not just push it away, but to acknowledge the feelings and to then say, okay, this is what I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling it, but this is how I'm going to change it. And so in that moment, I had to really acknowledge all that I do for my kids on a day-to-day basis and how I work really hard to make sure that they have all the things that they want and they need and give them experiences that I didn't necessarily have growing up or experiences that I feel like they would value now. And so working through that, so, you know, it took me about an hour to move through and really just say, okay, this is what I was feeling. It's okay. You're allowed to feel this. It's validated, but here's how you need to move through it. And, you know, and then my husband played the, well, you're enough for me card. And I was like, oh yeah, that, thanks for saying that. But you know, doesn't always feel that way either. But I didn't want to then take that also on because I had already had enough. And so then me going down that loophole of like, yeah, he doesn't think I'm enough and he's full of it was just going to add to it. And and let's be real here. I mean, there are times where I feel like what he does is not enough. There are times where I feel like what my kids do is not enough. We all have this time in life where things feel not enough but it's not the other person's responsibility to make us feel enough. So in that moment when I was really angry and frustrated because I felt like my girls, I felt like I wasn't enough for my girls when I was trying to, you know, make this Black Friday shopping an amazing thing, it's not their job to make me feel enough. And I think that's where I got stuck all those years ago was, you know, feeling like someone needed to validate me. Someone needed to say, yes, Kim, you are enough. Even though you weren't selected or acknowledged for this thing, you're still enough. And here's why, instead of me being able to do it for myself. And so I think that's where we get stuck a lot of times is that we're looking for that external validation. We're looking for someone or something to give us that feeling of not enough. But when we get it from somewhere else, whether it's a person, an object, an experience, a situation, it can be short-lived. And then we want it bigger and better and more and more and more. And it becomes almost like this addiction of seeking out being enough. Being enough for everyone else. But at the end of the day, we have to be enough for ourselves first. And so really thinking about and finding ways to make that happen is key. And that's where it comes back to the rituals. And so... Every day I start my day with a gratitude. I write down what I'm grateful for. It could be that morning. Maybe I'm just grateful for the sun shining because it's been incredibly cold here in Pennsylvania. And so when when the warmth of the sun is there and I don't feel like I need to dress like I live in the Arctic, I feel grateful for that. I feel grateful for the warmth of the sun. And so sometimes it can be just that simple, but having those rituals and allowing ourselves to connect internally, that's where the real magic happens because in that moment, I can take that time to say, yes, I am enough. I am enough because I love my family. I am enough because I show up every day with kindness. I am enough because I'm a person of integrity. I am enough because I love me unconditionally. And I am enough because I want to make myself a priority so I can be the best version of me not just for me, but for the people that I love. And so that's really where the magic happens is really digging deep into those rituals, those ways to connect with yourself. And so, and I have, I do a card pool for myself every day because that gives me the confirmation from my higher self, from the universe, from my divine team 
of the message that I need to know for that day, which also helps to keep me centered and on track for achieving that I am enough for me. And that's all that matters. And so I hope that you found this episode helpful. And so I'm going to challenge you to create a routine for yourself if you don't already have one. And when I say routine, I don't mean anything complicated um, because when we start with things that are too complicated or something that we're not accustomed to doing on a regular basis, it can feel um, overwhelming. It can feel um, inauthentic and we won't stick with it. So Um, The example that I always give is when I started meditating, that felt so out of the norm for me because I I never meditated before. I didn't know what to do. So I started with short guided meditations. And so when I work with a client and I'm encouraging them to meditate, most people think, oh, I can't meditate because I can't turn my brain off. I can't sit still. So just starting by centering into yourself for two minutes, just taking some breaths is a great way to start with the ritual or the routine of meditation. Um, So same thing when I started with creating gratitude journals years and years and years ago, I just literally wrote one thing I was grateful for. And I like doing it with pen and paper because um, it feels it connects on a deeper level more than if you just do it on your iPhone or on an iPad. Uh, like actually taking the time to get pen and paper and write it allows you to connect more deeply with yourself and with your thoughts. And so I'm a huge advocate of, of with pen and paper. And I still have all my old gratitude journals. And one of these days I say, oh, I'm going to get rid of them. Um, but for now I keep them because I like to look through them. And it's a reminder of all that there is to be grateful for not just now in the present, but in the past too. And sometimes those things in the past, I am grateful for them all over again because there was a lesson there or um, I, I developed something that I didn't have. So just pick something small that's going to allow you to check in with yourself so that you can start developing that belief that you are enough and that you don't need the validation of someone else to tell you that. Because that is exhausting and soul-sucking when you're constantly looking for something from someone else that guess what they're not always able to give you. And so when you can give it to yourself, that is reliable, that can be consistent, and that can never be taken from you. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode of One of a Kind You. If you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a friend because the more the merrier. And if you would be so kind to leave a review, I would be so appreciative. I take the time to read all of the reviews to ensure that this podcast continues to be a resource, a place of support and guidance, a really a one-stop shop for all things motherhood. Um, because let's face it, us ladies, we have to stick together. So thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and I will see you next week.